let me set the scene. We're in the SPX. This is going to be a $25,000 planned capital trade with a 20% profit target. It's 30-day trade, like I said, in the front, and there's going to be 14 days to the back. The front cycle is going to be a 30-day, and the, oh, the back the, cycle is going to be the front's 14, 44. right? Oh, 30, 44. Okay. Yeah, 30, 44. So yeah. 30 day with the front plus, I'm just saying plus 14 days. So 15 day spread. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Exactly. Yeah. You got a 200 point range with that tent. It's obviously sending a little bit positive delta. And I'll get to that in a minute. And I'll show you the charts because that's obviously critical to the context. And I'm going to use a front month vertical adjustment strategy to correct my delta. And I am going to use delta parameters, which, you know, there's many ways to skin this cat, but in this particular example, I want to use Delta to control my trade and control my risk. And the highlight that I want to make is that during this campaign, IV rises and it falls and the horizontal skew starts out as flat and then moves to contango, meaning it's not in backwardation, right? So contango is when the front month uh, IV is lower than the back. And it, for some people that are a little more advanced with calendars, have probably been taught that backwardation, meaning the front month implied volatility is higher than the back, is optimal. While it certainly is very advantageous used correctly, it's not a requirement for success. And I'm going to show right. you again That's how kind this of starts. The question that uh, we had earlier. That we yeah, had. this trade actually starts out with flat, what I call flat or slightly in contango, implied volatility, horizontal skews, excuse me, and then moves to contango. And yet the trade still performs just fine. So what the context is with the charts, this is earlier this year. Uh, actually, the entry is way over here on the right side of the chart. It's January 31st. And we've been in an uptrend and we're challenging the swing highs here. What I want to do is set this up to try to take advantage of the market being like a magnet and coming back to these prior basing areas, the consolidation zones that you can see here, here, and here. That's a very likely spot for the market to base out and go sideways and get drawn to. And if that's what happens, I want to be able to take advantage of that. And that is why I've got it set up an entry at a little bit of positive delta. But then at that point, to take advantage of what I feel like is going to be the market basing out, I want to be strict with my parameters by using a delta triggers. Because if this trade takes off aggressively to the upside or there's a rug pull and it comes out of the downside, I don't want to sit in for that. So if we do do that, you know, I don't, I'm trying to make 20% on 25,000, you know, strictly my loss, I like to keep it one-to-one. -one, so I would use an absolute max loss of 20%, but really I would punch out of this trade if it drew down probably around 10%. So I'm just trying to give you an idea. There's nothing strict about this. I'm trying to give people an idea how you might construct a trade or at least think about how it's going to behave. So let's just move to the first adjustment instead of day by day. I think that'll be a little more efficient. So here's the trade before there's any adjustment, pretty close to my Delta trigger. The market's coming to the backside of the 
intent, I want to make an adjustment. And as you can see, all I simply did was move half of these strikes down to cut that delta more towards neutral or reduce the positive delta. And I'm really just trying to balance this thing out and keep it towards the center of the tent as the market tries to consolidate and base. Not doing anything to the back month, not rolling the whole structure. So again, the market has pulled down quite aggressively, as you can see, the calendar is handling that down move quite fine. We've gained quite a bit of value. I'm outside my positive 20 delta parameter, and I'm gonna do the same thing and roll down half of the front month. So this may be a little bit different for folks to see how we're not picking up the whole structure and moving it. We're not adding another calendar. It's not to say that those aren't effective. This is just a different way to manage or adjust this trade. And it's just simply using vertical spreads in the front cycle to adjust the delta that I want. And as you can see, we're up to 22,000, got a plan capital of 25,000. So it's, it's within parameters. So let me ignore this before I go to the next adjustment. And as you can see, even though you're getting fairly big moves, the market is staying in a relatively stable range. It's come up to this prior supply zone and is starting to base out. Now, at this point, I need to be really careful as it's spent several days consolidating that that's not going it, to, it's going to resume trend one way or the other pretty quickly. So I want to be very vigilant what's happening with the trade. Not quite at our profit target, although this would be a pretty prudent time to, to exit. But let's stay with this and see what we can do. Now I've got a delta trigger to the upside. It's above my negative 20 delta. And now I'm going to roll some of these shorts up half of them, real simple strategy. As you can see, I'm keeping it simple by rolling half at a time and not ones or twos or sixes. Want to keep it real simple and not complicate things. Cuts the delta roughly in half, working into the side of the tent. Now there's some other things that I'm aware of that I'm keeping my eye of uh, what's happening in the back month, particularly the, the time value or the extrinsic value in that back month to also manage this trade. And that is uh, a lot more detail than we have time for now, but I just want you people to realize it's not just me watching Delta. There's a lot of other variables, you know, that 3D that we were talking about earlier that I'm paying attention to as I manage this trade. Question came in too, which is another great question is why can too much positive Delta be bad for the trade? I, I would say, first of all, that would be situationally specific, but I will let you answer the question. Yeah, that's just the way I set up this trade. Like I said before, you don't need a delta limit or delta triggers. It's just that the context that I that I entered this trade on is I wanted to take advantage of a consolidation in the market, right? So this is like, if you just trade a calendar by itself, it's a containment strategy, right? I'm trying to contain, as long as the market stays in some sort of a range, I'm going to make money. I'm containing it, quote unquote, Right, right, right. Well, for those who don't know know what delta is, right? Because we should probably explain that. I mean, delta is the software estimated value that this position is going to move uh, uh, profit. Well, how the profit loss is going to move over the next one dollar one dollar price movement in the asset, right. which changes according to gamma, right? And of course, gamma changes every time 
every, anything else changes. And these delta numbers also change. Anytime ex extrinsic value changes due to supply and demand, all your numbers change, all your Greeks change, right? right. Um, and then the model has to recalculate what's going on. That's why the T plus zero line's moving all over the place and it's changing throughout the day and it changes from day to day. But delta just gives us a general idea of how much price risk we have in the position. And if right. we choose to do so within our strategy, we can use that as a trigger. Right. So he's chosen in this particular trade to use delta as a trigger. We want to use flatter delta as a trigger in trending markets. We want to maybe ignore delta in choppy markets. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a risk so, management tool. It is, right. It's a risk management tool in a trigger in which you can use to adjust things. And right. the benefit or drawback of that adjustment is going to depend highly on the market conditions, which is why we go back to understanding the position, exactly. understanding your triggers, and understanding whether it's a good to use them or not. Exactly. And just to expound on that a little bit, a lot of people will trade if they're just trading a counter like this by itself, they'll trade it to the edge of the expiration line that they see now, whatever the break even is that they see on their um, analytical software before they take action. I'm just keeping mine a bit tighter to be conservative. So in other words, you could just say, you know what, I'm not going to do the front month vertical adjustment strategy Steven's doing until I hit the edge of the tent. You can do that. I've just using, chose to using be a more delta number saying using yeah. a delta number is like saying I'm going to use I'm going to lose this trade by chop rather than by trend. There you go. Yeah, it's a good way to say it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. We're always we're always determining under which conditions we're willing to lose the trade, whether you realize it or not. Most people are saying yeah. I just want to win the trade regardless. But whatever you, dynamic or whatever your component you're putting into your position, you're essentially choosing under which types of conditions you're willing to lose the trade. Yeah, and that's a good point because in this situation, I'm not necessarily picking one the upside or downside that I'm willing to lose because I'm trying to catch the market in a consolidation. So I'm being more conservative or more aggressive, however you want to view it, with my adjustments because I'm kind of taking risk on both sides. So I don't right. really want this. I don't want to get let this trade, uh, you know, get down to this too deep here or too deep here before I take action because as the you know the market consolidates it goes from balance to trend balance to trend balance to trend and I have to understand that and I'm trying to catch balance well if I let this thing get too far outside uh, my tent to the edge of my tent I'm risking that the market's going to shift into balance and lose the trade so I'm choosing in this particular instance, this is not something that I would put together as a standalone trade and run and back test it and act like it's going to always work. It's very specific to the context. Uh, I'm using something where I'm sort of, and I'm just kind of uh, guessing, I'm adjusting when I'm here. I'm adjusting when I'm here. Because if it does shift from balance to trend, I don't want to be in a situation where that's going to draw down the trade drastically. So let me let me wrap this pretty quickly, John, and then we'll get into some pretty neat stuff that you're going to show us in your trade example. But we talked about this trade getting up to about five grand and exiting, but I want to show an example of, first of all, whatever you show on your, your broker, if you're managing this trade on, your, on the brokerage level or with analytical software, this PL that you say may or may not be something you can execute at. I mean, we have, we have that happen a lot. And let's just assume in this particular day, you can't get out uh, the 5,000 profit target. Not that- you And know, you may I be able to do better than that too. And so you may be able to do better. 
and, right. and I'm not saying, oh, if I, you know, if it's at 4,999, I'm not going to take the price. It's not, you know, it's, it's not an exact science. I'm doing this for example purpose. You very well could have exited. But let's say that you couldn't get your price. You felt like this trade was in controls in the middle. The markets, you, you had some indication that the markets continue to consolidate. You had multiple inside days, whatever the case may be. But I want to reduce risk because I know that the market, the, the chances of the market going to trend, either higher or lower, breaking out of this space are increasing. How about we take some risk out of the trade? Right. So right at this moment, we have 20 grand. How can we take risk out of the trade? Well, I'm going to move this the long, the back series in closer. Let me show you where we move. Right. That Good to. dynamic there. Yep. Yeah. And I can't show all my expirations, but we were in the March 17, 30 day and we move it all the way to the March 10, 23 days. So seven days. I moved it in seven days and look how much right. money I so, took out of the trade. So cut it in there's half. a lesson there, right? The size of your spread dictates the size of your trade. Right. Oh, interesting. Right. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. The distance between the DTE or the days between the front and the back dictates the size of the trade. Absolutely. So now it didn't change my delta much from the previous. I'll do that again. It was at negative 14. We were at 20,500. I rolled the back month long in by seven days. Now I'm at negative 15, effectively the same. Did if, it, if there were a delta change by doing that, then I could correct it back to what I wanted the delta to be by again, using verticals in the front series. But I didn't have to do it in this case. I went from 20,500 to 9,500, more than half out of the trade. And I'm sitting in a good spot. So let's just see what the next day brings. And I believe that is an exit day. Yeah. Let's get this back on this other trade that we were on. And yeah, so the market had a pretty aggressive down move. Let's see how resilient this trade can be. Let's just look at the horizontal skew. So we got 17.22 in the back. So many strikes. And 16, front, we're in total contango. Wow, the trade still won. So uh, again, an example of there wasn't necessarily a change from contango, which is the normal state of horizontal skew to backwardation. You would assume that that would, that would have happened maybe for, in order for this to make money. So we made an extra grand with a 50 point down move. Yeah, I had a little bit of negative delta, but relative to the size of this trade, that wasn't that much. So it was the dynamics of what's happening in the calendar that added that extra value. And of course, this would be, we're well above our profit target. And this is when we would take that trade off. So that's the example I have there, John. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you.